Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 39, our last one of 2019. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Whew. We made it. Christmas is over. Hanukkah is almost over. And Festivus is over. And 2019 is almost over. But not yet. Not just yet. I've got a special little show for you. One last holiday gift to end 2019. It's a short one. And a happy one. And we'll hear from a few of our very best guests from an amazing year. Now, unless you're new to the show, you know we have a tradition here. After every conversation I have with an important, iconic, and or inspiring guest, there's a ceremony. There's a giving of the gifts. I give our guests a few little gifts of appreciation. And in doing so, their reactions and choices give us an insight into who they really are. In this show, I ask some fun questions and some tough questions, but it's in the giving of the gifts that our guests are often most authentically revealed. And we got lots of content gifts of our own over the course of a memorable 2019. So coming up, you'll hear from CNN's controversial Chris Cuomo, activist, author, and sage Zainab Salbi, the wise and learned Agent Pooh, drug expert and brilliant dude Ethan Nadelman, rock star comedian from Comedy Central Samantha B, Twitter firestarter and media critic Soledad O'Brien, and the great top chef himself, Tom Colicchio. There's some quick pops of the four eyes that'll end your 2019 right. And if you like what you hear and you haven't heard them before, go back and binge the full episodes with these amazing gifts over your winter break. Or when you're traveling to parts unknown. Or if you're just nursing a hangover after drinking all that eggnog. Or if you just got called up for Space Command. But when all the family leaves, including the folks you don't like, go back and have a drink and a listen with some folks that I know you will like. It's a nice way to ring in the new year. But before we do, this is still Angry Americans. And even in the final days of 2019, if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. We'll have a, an economy based on wind. I never understood wind, and I know windmills very much. I've studied it better than anybody. I know it's very expensive. They're made in China and Germany mostly. Very few made here, almost none. But they're manufactured Tremendous, if you're into this, tremendous fumes, gases are spewing into the atmosphere. You know, we have a world, right? So the world is tiny compared to the universe. So tremendous, tremendous amount of fumes and everything. You talk, you talk about the carbon footprint. Fumes are spewing into the air, right? Spewing. Spewing. So much spewing all year long, all 2019. Spewing, spewing, spewing. Now, last episode, I told you Trump was angry about toilets. Now, apparently, he's angry about wind. Now, he's not just spewing wind, not just spewing hot air like he normally does or passing gas, but he's talking about wind. And now he's also angry about light bulbs. The light bulb. People said, what's with the light bulb? I said, here's the story. And I looked at it, the bulb that we're being forced to use, number one to me, most importantly, the light's no good. I always look orange. <laughs> and so do you. The light is the worst. But number two, it's many times more expensive than that old incandescent bulb that worked very well. And very importantly, I don't know if you know this, they have warnings. If it breaks, it's considered a hazardous waste site. It's gases inside. And read what they say. If it breaks, bring it to your local whatever. Have it wrapped. Have it this. What are we doing? What are we doing? So we're going to sell that, but we're also going to sell incandescent bulbs. And people are so happy about it. It's really been pretty amazing. So. President Mayhem is all over the place to end this year, talking about windmills, toilets, and light bulbs. 
which pretty much sums our year with this guy. But there was one last thing to end this crazy year. Beyond the windmills and the toilets and the light bulbs and even the scooters, we're going even further. Apparently, there's not enough war here on Earth. So we're shooting even higher, higher than ever before. Literally. This is a truly historic day for the American Armed Forces. In just a few minutes, I will proudly sign into law the largest ever investment in the United States military. In fact, I can say the largest ever by far. Today also marks another landmark achievement as we officially inaugurate the newest branch of our military. This is a very big and important moment. It's called the Space Force. Space. Going to be a lot of things happening in space. Because space is the world's newest warfighting domain. Amid grave threats to our national security, American superiority in space is absolutely vital. And we're leading, but we're not leading by enough, but very shortly we'll be leading by a lot. The Space Force will help us deter aggression and control the ultimate high ground. Yep. Space Force is here. Just in time to get Rudolph and Santa accidentally shot down by Space Force. What could go wrong? Really, what could go wrong? Well, it's official, people. Space Force has now become the sixth branch of our nation's military. After President Trump signed the National Defense Authorization Act, it's the newest military service since 1947. So some 16,000 Air Force members and civilians who worked at Air Force Space Command have now been assigned to serve this new military branch, which has been redesignated the Space Force. It's a part of a $1.4 trillion government spending package that just got passed, which includes the budget for the Pentagon. It provides billions to the Pentagon, and it provides a steady stream of financing for the president's southern border wall. And there's a lot of money in this thing. $1.4 trillion got shoved into stockings and shoved under Christmas trees of members of Congress, industries, and occasionally the little people all across America. Money. So much money. That massive bill was full of lots of late holiday presents for good and bad little boys and girls all across America. The Senate passed that $1.4 trillion Christmas present to themselves in a rare bipartisan burst of legislating, right before they all turned tail and ran out of the Capitol that had been upended by impeachment for months. It included a few other things that you might not have seen, like an increase from 18 to 21 in the national legal age to buy tobacco products. This is the stupid tobacco measure that was pushed by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell from Kentucky that I covered back in Episode 9 with Zainab Salbi. Go back and check that out. But it was a radical new proposal by Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell that has now raised the legal age of tobacco consumption to 21 years old with no exemption for the military. So, you can fight for your country to end 2019. But you can't buy chewing tobacco or legally have a dip or a smoke. And so our troops are again the losers. But McConnell was actually a big winner, despite being naughty as hell. He got pretty much everything he wanted from Santa this Christmas. Oh, there it is. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yep, McConnell got lots of gifts to end 2019. He also got a politically popular $6 billion pension rescue for about 100,000 retired coal miners, some really angry Americans. He got a few other extras, like some help for his state's legal hemp industry and $410 million to build a new veterans hospital in Louisville. So, at least in Congress, it paid in 2019 to kiss the president's ass and sell your soul. And McConnell's looking good for re-election next year. But there's always hope. Go back and hear episode 17 to hear his opponent, Amy McGrath. She was the first female Marine Corps pilot to fly an F-18 on a combat mission. And after 89 combat missions against Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, she's now taken on McConnell. Even though she was on her nice list, her race just got harder. But that massive bill also contained some good stuff, 
like $25 million for gun violence research, which will be divided evenly between the National Institutes of Health and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Good news, but $25 million is hardly enough. Democrats also got a few other things, like $425 million to upgrade election systems, which I think is good for everybody, and they boosted the census budget by about $1.4 billion above Trump's request. They got some smaller increases for the Environmental Protection Agency, renewable energy programs, and affordable housing. But it's over. The budget is passed. Christmas is gone. And no gift receipts. Congress is done for 2019. So as you take down your Festivus poll or leave up the tree until all the needles fall and it's completely bare, the 2020 race for the White House is also sprinting to the finish this 2019. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Well, let me break it down for you real quick. There was another debate. Iowa is just two months away, and two of these candidates have already joined us on this show, and more will be coming. But as we steam into 2020, it's getting intense. And the last debate was the most significant one yet. There were seven of them on the stage, seven, the magnificent seven. And everyone actually got a chance to stand out. And that included the long shot, Andrew Yang, who continues to be inspiring and increasingly important. It's both an honor and disappointment to be the lone candidate of color on the stage tonight. I miss Kamala, I miss Corey, though I think Corey will be back. I grew up the son of immigrants, uh, and I had many racial epithets used against me as a kid. But black and Latinos have something much more powerful working against them than words. They have numbers. The average Net worth of a black household is only 10% that of a white household. For Latinos, it's 12%. If you're a black woman, you're 320% more likely to die from complications in childbirth. These are the numbers that define race in our country. And the question is, why am I the lone candidate of color on this stage? Fewer than 5% of Americans donate to political campaigns. You know what you need to donate to political campaigns? Disposable income. (laughs) The way we fix it... The way we fix this is we take Martin Luther King's message of a guaranteed minimum income, a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for all Americans. I guarantee if we had a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month, I would not be the only candidate of color on this stage tonight. This is a guy nobody ever heard of a year ago, and now he's number five in the polls. Look, he's not going to win, but attention must be paid. And here's why I think most of all. He's somebody, as we end the year, our kids can look up to. and he keeps getting better. He has the potential to be a real fixture on our political landscape for a long time. But if you look back on who had a hell of a year in 2019, Andrew Yang's got to be at the top of that list. Amy Klobuchar had a great debate too, probably her best yet. But there was also this. I look at this a different way. When we were in the last debate, Mayor, uh, you uh, basically mocked uh, the hundred years of experience on the stage. And what do I see on this stage? I see Elizabeth's work starting the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and helping 29 million people. I see the vice president's work in getting uh, $2 billion for his cancer moonshot. I see Senator Sanders' work of working to get the veterans bill passed across the aisle. And I see what I've done, uh, which is to negotiate three farm bills and be someone that actually had major provisions put in those bills. So while you can dismiss committee hearings, I think this experience works. And I have not denigrated your experience as a local official. I have been one. I just think you should respect our experience when you look at how you evaluate someone who can get things done. Thank you, Senator. I wanted to call this out because Klobuchar picked the passing of a veterans bill as a highlight of Bernie Sanders' record. And that's a pretty curious choice given his very mixed record as the chairman of the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee. That bill was no win for Democrats or for veterans. And the reality is, after public pressure mounted on Congress to do something after the Phoenix scandal and all the bad press, Bernie Sanders got pushed around by John McCain. He got shoved by John McCain in those negotiations and got the short end of the deal. McCain was the winner and got an opening for what would later become choice. I said it then in Bernie Sanders, and I stand by it now. His ideological perspective blurred his ability to recognize the operational reality of what was happening at the VA. The reality was 
he was one of the last people to publicly recognize the gravity of the situation. So it's no highlight for him or for the Democrats. So debate's over. Here's the summary. Good night for Biden. Maybe his best yet. Same for Klobuchar, who really did stand out. And for Buttigieg, who joined us a couple episodes ago. It was most of all a win for him because he really looked like the front runner for the first time. It was a pretty weak night for Warren and for Sanders, who seemed to be canceling each other out more and more. Yang, I talked about, had a big win. Steyer, the billionaire, was thankfully irrelevant. And the big winner, maybe most of all, PBS. It was great coverage, right down the middle, and no commercials. How great was it to have a debate with no commercials? Well, that debate should be yet another reason to support PBS and protect it from any ridiculous budget cuts in 2020 or beyond. It's an invaluable national treasure, a gift to all of us to end the year. And if everybody got their news from NewsHour, America would be a better and definitely a smarter place. And they're all getting smarter. All the candidates are getting smarter, especially when it comes to social media and to endorsements. And it's endorsement season. And Mayor Pete ended the year scoring a very interesting extra base hit getting an endorsement from Roy Kinsella himself. And a person who speaks for me is also going to be someone who listens too. I found Pete to be that way. He won't compete to be the loudest. I don't see his arms flapping. His silences are those of someone who can wait until he has something worked out in his mind to speak. And when he does, he can trust his ideas. I see Pete as a man of his moment and maybe of his time. Yep, that's Kevin Costner of Field of Dreams fame. Remember, Field of Dreams was in Iowa, and it was a crafty endorsement to push ahead of Iowa on a very slow news day. I'm not sure it'll move the needle much out there, but it's definitely capturing earned media attention. An endorsement season is here. So stay tuned in 2020 for lots of notable names who will be endorsing the candidates from all sides. Get ready, people. 2020 is going to be nuts. But 2020 is not here yet. And to end 2019 here at Angry Americans, we'll give you a few quick gems to fill your glasses, to raise a toast, and get you dancing as you roll into 2020 in style. A new year is upon us. Space Command is now real. And although Boeing's new Starliner spacecraft is in the wrong orbit, yes, this is really happening, during its first trip to space, we're all still looking to the heavens to end the year. We're looking to a brighter future. 2020 is just days away. 2019 will soon be behind us. And the countdown is on. And before 2020 hits, a final gift or gifts. Every show, I give our guests some gifts, and their responses are gifts to us. Unexpected, unpredictable, unconventional, just like each of them, just like America, just like 2019. Each one is an insight into the state of our great American experiment, and an insight into that guest and a flashback to that show. So if you haven't heard it, These gems will probably make you want to go back and download the whole thing. If you have a gift certificate or a gift receipt with some store credit, maybe these answers will give you a good way to spend some of it on yourself or someone you love. You're going to hear about Oscar Mike a lot. You're going to hear about whiskey and you're going to hear about peeps. You're also going to hear about much more. It's a final 2019 toast to a great year of Angry Americans, our inaugural year. It's been like a baby. And next year, it'll be talking, walking, and running all around the room, causing all kinds of mischief. But before that, we've got the four eyes to launch you into 2020 and into a proper New Year's Eve celebration wherever you are. It's a big prime rib dinner of integrity. It's an epic New Year's Eve toast of information. I'm afraid I haven't been a very good host on sport. You see... I'm Gatsby. 
It's a packed dance floor full of impact. Puerto Rican, black, white, Chinese. Come on, let's rock in peace. Get on the floor, get loose. Rock with the man with juice. And a fantastic fireworks display of inspiration. Twenty twenty is almost here, and that's reason to celebrate. We made it through twenty nineteen, and shit, that's even more reason to celebrate. But we're finishing twenty nineteen strong, and we're finishing it positive. Welcome to Angry Americans, episode thirty nine. Kicking it off, we've got the great Chris Cuomo from episode 21. I do have to be respectful of your time. I have to let you get over to CNN to roll around on TV with people. But before I do that, we have the tradition of the giving of the gifts. And I'm going way back here because if if people are are listening, if you've never seen the video, we will post video on angryamericans.us. We have clips, lots of good stuff. Now, my son is pissed because I gave you a bag that he just, it was his birthday this weekend. And I thought that bag was great for you. It's a Tyrannosaurus Rex and it says hooray on the outside. Are you regifting? No, I'm only regifting the bag because bags are great. And I think that, you know, hooray, hooray for Cuomo. Cuomo's here. You're finally here. I've been trying to get you on the show for months. Do you want me to tell you what's in the bag? I know know what's in the bag, but you can tell the audience what's in the bag. There's three things in the bag. Hold on a minute because I know you haven't actually listened to my show. So first off, you have to choose between three colors of peeps. I would rather you punch me in the face than choose among these peeps. Purple, sorry, pink, yellow, or blue. Which color peeps does Chris Cuomo choose and why? Aren't they all the same flavor? They are potentially the same flavor, but this is well. Blue an insight. is my favorite color, there but I go. would choose the pink because you have to pick one or the other. Cuomo, you can't pick both. Well, I would pick the pink. Okay, because why? Because the uh, my daughter will eat these, and she loves pink. There you go. Okay, good answer. All right, next we got some swag for you. Oh, uh, angry American swag. Oh, this I like. Made in the USA. Since your favorite color is blue, we have blue for you. Very People cool. can buy these online, angryamericans.us, made by Oscar Mike, Very the veterans. Cool. And you can wear that next time you're fishing. Oh, you're the, wait, you're the one who told me about the... Uh clothing company yeah, and I bought you the were, pants you and I were bought very good about pr- supporting JCRT when they did the camouflage collection people should go sizes. that's nice of you I didn't know summer and, you want, and, you know, and winter yeah, guns out sun's out sun's out guns out I didn't yeah. know if you wanted I was gonna go with a small but instead I just went with an extra large and a yeah, large I usually wear a medium you know that's not true <laughs> everything I wear is XL I guarantee is really? you this bigger, I'm telling you you're bigger XL. than me now no it's you're not true I'm not bigger than and last we have something for you to enjoy when you're on the boat or whatever you're doing what Here, kind let of, me help you. I may re-gift this. Don't re-gift it. It's a dick thing to do. <laughs> I re-gift. Hey. My mother's terrible with that. Yeah? Yeah, right. she, gives, so, she gives you stuff more than once. We pick, uh, I go to the liquor oh. store, and I pick something that speaks to me. And I thought for you, this it's always an American whiskey. I wanted to get you something that was just really good. Nothing, and it's Campfire from High West. I love it. And I think you need to, you know, when you're sitting around a campfire, and, uh, you know, celebrating life or the, the, the boat starting. You got some Campfire High West made in America like Chris Cuomo. And uh, I just want to end by thanking you. I mean, first, this, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You're a good man and you're a patriot and you're bringing a lot of positivity to this country. And people see the shit on TV. They don't see the shit that's off TV. And the people who are around you and know you have seen your commitment to friendship and family and country and uh, and i appreciate you and you've been very generous to me and you're doing this show at a time when you got a lot going on in the world and uh, i'm just very very grateful for you man you are a good friend you are a good man uh, i appreciate the gifts thank you very much and i appreciate the opportunity you're doing great do we have to end with let's get after it always let's, let's get, get after, after it. it there it is next up the great Zainab Salbi, a survivor of war, a humanitarian trailblazer, and an inspiration to millions worldwide from episode nine. I have gifts for you that I give for every guest. And they're, they're kind of, yes, please, please. I'm just going to ask you to hold the mic up or I'll hold the mic for you. I'll hold it like this. Okay, there you go. Now in the bag, we've got a couple things. First of all is whiskey. (laughs) 
Now, we always have an American whiskey every every wow. episode. Wow. And so I will spare. Love it. I will it. not have an exception. Oh, my God. I remember your wife brought, uh, what she did you guys brought some delicious drink when you came over. It was like home. a cognac or yes. something. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really my wife fantastic. is very good at selecting. Fantastic. Selecting it's fabulous. But, yes. Thank this is you. Old Forester whiskey. And it has a, a classic look to it that I thought was appropriate. I love it. For you. And Thank then we've got a couple. You. This is just swag. This is, but this is a t-shirt because you you are a, a beautiful, wonderful, angry American, and it's an angry American's t-shirt. Made in America. You I can get it. them online at angryamericans.us. And made, it's really made good by fabric. Veterans. I love it. Very I love cozy. it. You know, I'm all into conscious consumerism, which is like I say, we have to like ask who made it. How did we treat them? Did they make it right? All of made that. Made by veterans in this Chicago. Is, I love They're it. They're from Chicago. I love it. They have Truly. a headquarters just outside Chicago. Fantastic. And then there's one more thing in there because okay. I can't wait to see your reaction to this. Every guest this season, uh, I have presented them with, it. maybe you had these at Joe's Hallmark when you were in Chicago, but uh, they're peeps. Now, peeps, we have yellow, <laughs> we have yellow, blue, and pink. I love and it. And the question is, which? And they're gluten free. <laughs> they are gluten free, see. But if you had to pick one color, Zainab, with the blue, the the pink, or the yellow, which would be your choice? I think I will pick the blue. Why? Because blue for me is. First of all, I love it, and it's fat-free. Fat, this is see, this is this is the beauty of peeps: gluten-free, fat-free. I love it. It's fantastic. Can I eat one now? You can eat them anytime <laughs> oh. you want. Absolutely, with the whiskey. Um, fantastic. Um, I like blue. I for, for some reason blue for me is uh, like when I think of my I close my eyes and I think of freedom and joy and happiness and all, I think of blue. And now you will think of blue. And then peeps. I like the blue character in in the X Men. Uh, Nightcrawler, yes, uh, or Mystique. No, Mystique. Mystique. Ah, yeah, that's yeah, a good, yeah. If you were, yeah, if you I were an X Men, if you were an X Men character, would who would you be? No, would I wouldn't you? be Mystique. I no? just like the look of all yeah, blue well, she, women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good. If you were an X Men character, who would you be? I think I would want to be um, the professor. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> you definitely have the or the, or Halle Berry with the with the the light storm. thing storm. Yes. Which is yeah. also yeah. a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you are Storm yeah. and you are Dr. Xavier <laughs> and, and you are Mystique. Oh, and which you, one do you want to be? Oh, man. I, I grew up all about Wolverine. I love Wolverine. I almost oh my named God. my, when I was a kid, I swore that I was going to name my kid Logan. Just oh, because I, oh Logan was Wolverine's name and I loved the, the backstory. I was just, yeah. I was a Wolverine addict. I, I love, Everything I love, that came yeah. up, long before yeah. Wolverine was big and popular when I was a kid, Wolverine was my dude. But then over time, I think now it's become Professor Xavier because I'm older now, right? And I'm bald <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I hope to be as cerebral as as he is and as, as wise as he is. I know. But, but it's also good to be in the fights. That's true. But he was in the fight. He was above the yeah, fight. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was yes. everywhere. Yes, yes, right? yes, yeah. He yeah. was like a yeah. he was like yeah. a like a strategic weapon rather than a tactical weapon. Oh my god, weapon, I just right? had an epiphany. A major epiphany. Okay. Uh, Xavier yes. is on a wheelchair. Yes. Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Who became Bran, Bran the Broken. On a wheelchair. Yeah. Both of them can be in the battle without being in the battle. Oh my God. I just had a huge opinion. This is amazing. Right? We haven't gotten into Game of Thrones enough this season. <laughs> did you like the ending? Did you watch the ending? I did watch the ending and I like it because I actually like the fact that the leader basically is on wheelchair. Yeah. And and that so it's like the the diversity, the, yeah. you know, and I like the fact that they um he did not have a, he was okay to holding power, but was not power hungry. So I like that aspect of it, you Which know? Which is like you and yeah. what we need Thank from America. You. I You're was, too kind. For, I li listeners have to know that I am profoundly disappointed with the final season of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones until this season was my favorite show of all time. It has now fallen. I agree. It has fallen from number one. It blew the lead in the fourth quarter, and now it has gone from number one to number three. No. Breaking but, Bad is back at number one for me. Oh, The okay. Wire is back at number two for me. And Game of Thrones has fallen three places on my, on Rykov's no, The season is time. bad. The season is bad. The ending, given how bad the season, in my opinion, the season is blew decent. It. You got to complete the yeah. task. Like yeah. Breaking Bad, number one for me, because it was totally complete. 
It was okay. it was full yeah. circle. Yeah. It was thoughtful. I feel like the last season of Game of Thrones, Horrible. they were kind of winging it. I totally. It felt like the Iraq War. Like totally. they didn't know where it was going to end. I agree. And it kind of ended like the Iraq exactly. War. Exactly. Exactly. See, I mean, like, no, where the, are we the, the going? What's going to happen? Exactly. Who the hell knows? Good luck, but everybody. But given how bad it is, yes. it was a decent ending. Yes. But like, all the se- they yes. really wasted the season on battlefields, and like, they See? did not need to do it's, that. They well, just really and did I think not. And in maybe a fitting way, the lights have gone out in our video. There will be video of this episode that you can find online. And you can find Zainab on Yahoo, your show. Would you mind telling Through people? her eyes at Please. Yahoo News. Yes. And, it's a, yeah. so you and you're a regular on Morning Joe. Well. And on a, you have a podcast. Yeah. And you have Zain- amazing books that people should also check out. Thank you very much. Thank you. My latest is Freedom is an Inside Job, which is a lot of what I learned about like changing the world to realize I was like, oh, shit, I have to change myself. Yes. Um, and my memoir, of course, Between Two Worlds. And thank you so much, Paul. I like, uh, you know, I sort of let you, I sort of listen and I'm trying to observe all the nice and compliments uh, that you gave but uh, like what you did I remember first time I met you in your office and you sat at the meeting with a prayer for love Mm. and I was like wow you know because you know I work in war and I did have issues with soldiers really and I it worked it was a process for me to actually read and then meet and then be friends and then then love you know and it was like you are my like it's like wow it's a soldier who's talking about love and that's beautiful and so you really model for me um, a you know healthy masculinity in a time where masculinity is being challenged. You, you know, my mother will be very happy <laughs> you know, to hear that. You know, so is your my wife. My mother I was a say, feminist. You know? My wife as well. But my <laughs> mother worked very hard on. <laughs> yeah. she was she was ma- trying to make me a feminist before people thought about making men feminists. Fantastic. My mother definitely deserves any credit, and, and then my wife, of course. And then your leadership and honesty, and I uh, really appreciate that. Thank you, Paul. Really, really, thank you. But thank I am you. I am so grateful for your leadership and for joining us and for breaking it down. Like this was a conversation where you really, you know, you always keep it real and you're always very truthful, but I hope people now understand why I think you're one of the most important voices in the world. You really you are, are. too kind. especially right and now. So are you. And our country is so lucky that, that, that you ended up here. You clear are mirror, with this country. clear mirror, clear in here. mirror, clear mirror, right back at you, man. Right I, back. I look Seriously. forward to examining the mirror analogy throughout the summer <laughs> and for the next few years to come. Next up, Agent Poo. A MacArthur Genius Fellow, a leading voice in the Me Too movement, and a woman who recently walked the red carpet at the Oscars with Meryl Streep. You were born to do what you're doing. Well, I feel the same about you, which is why I'm so glad you have this podcast, because we can finally hear from you on a regular basis, on the media, on the airways. Some people are excited about that. Some people are less excited about it. But nevertheless, (laughs) it's been been a lot of fun. And part of the show also is I have gifts for you. Oh, wow. So, yes. Wait, there's party favors, too? There absolutely are gifts. So, (laughs) we have two gifts. The first is... Um, and if you don't mind, you can open this. All right. And it's a yes. podcast, so this sound effect will be a little helpful. Um, but it's a, it's a bottle for folks who are listening. For folks who are listening, it's a bottle. They, they can't a- hear you. There you go. There, see, this is for, the authenticity of a podcast. For I love folks this. who are listening, it's a bottle wrapped in beautiful silver paper with a pink ribbon and... <gasps> High West Whiskey, Campfire. So oh my gosh. It's one of my favorites. So each show I go to the liquor store and I look for an American whiskey that speaks to me. And this is just one of my favorites and it's so good. I'm and it's like so excited. perfect for a Leon Bridges show next time totally. you go out, right? Yeah, I was just and thinking I, I wished I had this last night. Now you got it for the next now I also I've been doing peeps in previous episodes. I've been asking guests which peeps color those, of um, those so now, like bunny yeah, sugar coated bunnies. But I bunnies. couldn't find peeps today, so I have a really important question for you now. Of these three candies, Agent, which which would you pick? We have oh. Starbursts, Skittles, or Mentos. 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 Easily. Really. Easily. Why? I grew up eating them in Taiwan. Ah. Like I spent every summer in Taiwan with my grandparents and it was like a thing there. See, I was in the store and I was like, okay, Starburst Skittles, but I need a third option. And I was like, what's the kind of universal version of Skittles and Starburst? And Mentos is that, right? Like outside the US, Mentos is like Skittles and Starburst combined. Completely. Right? They're like big, big Skittles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, now yeah. that, you didn't even hesitate. No. You, you right. Um, 
Oh, me- no. Absolutely. Yeah. Mentos okay. are a big part of my life. And I have to say, I've always wanted to try High West. I'm, it's really I'm good. A whiskey it comes drinker. from Utah. I'm, and I found it when I was there once. And I'm I just so got excited. hooked. I wouldn't have expected Utah to be a place of really good whiskey, considering how much of the state you know doesn't drink. <laughs> right. Don't but they have maybe those? that's what creates the purity, right? Right. Restrictions yes, yes. are the best con context for innovation that's a great one too all right see if i leave you here you could just drop knowledge and gems little mentos and boltrons of of information and inspiration well i'll stay as long as you want uh, if i keep getting these kind of party favors well it's really i do good. i do want to let you go because um you're going to go meet with a head of state or do something amazing and now a guy rolling stone described as the driving force for the legalization of marijuana in america ethan nadelman from episode 12. As is also tradition in the show, I have gifts for you. Oh. So we will we will unpack the gifts. And if you want to see what this looks like, go to our YouTube page, go to angryamericans.us. You can always see the video. But I present to you first these two gifts, Ethan. You want me to open and, it right yes, here? Yes, please open it. And we are for audio. So uh, folks who are new to listening... Oh wow, peeps, marshmallow so, chicks. Now there's this is not CBD peeps. This no, is not. This no, is straight no, up no. peeps. And, wow. And but the question is, you have three colors of peeps, three and I've been asking all guests so far this season. I've been asking them uh, if you could choose, if you had to choose one of these colors. We've got yellow, blue, and pink. Which color would you choose, and why? Two man, you know. That's a really hard one because they all look a little scary, Paul. They, none of them look <laughs> so the, the, real. The, the, the godfather of you drugs know, is scared by peeps. Know, well, you know, I like to look at my drugs and smell them before I try them. And, uh, you know, but, but blue is a kind of lucky color. So I'll go with the blue, not just because I'm a guy, but, you know, and, you know, and it kind of, you know, I drink the Gatorade. Some reason I picked the blue. I don't know why. Blue Gatorade's good. You know, so blue you know, I'll go good. for the blue peeps. All right. All right. <laughs> Ethan Inman has spoken on the peeps. And then in there, we've also got some angry American uh, merchandise for oh, you. Okay. Uh, that is American made in the USA, Fantastic. made by veterans at Oscar Mike. So you can rock that when Fantastic. you are, when you are uh, further examining your peeps yeah. or when you're on one of these many, you go to some of the most interesting fucking conferences of anybody I know, man. Yeah. And, well, I was and, telling you that ayahuasca congress in Girona, Spain two weeks ago. So let, okay. We're, this, is, <laughs> this is one of our longer interviews, but I think it's worth it. We, I, I cannot let you off the hook. Tell me about the ayahuasca conference in Spain. I mean, as I said, ayahuasca is like the peyote of the Amazon, right? And there are now so ayahuasca- folks don't know, this is, you kind of have this vision of people being in a tent- like, but this I, is basically something, it's a very powerful, um, if you take in a big dose, a very right. powerful psychedelic. It, unlike mushrooms, LSD, and other things where people would sometimes just take it for yucks and this, almost nobody takes ayahuasca outside of some type of ceremonial setting. Might be a religious one. There's some Catholic-type churches in Brazil and the U.S. that use it as a sacrament. There are others that are, you know, you have traditional shamans in South America. You have people all around Europe, Latin America. I mean, even in Japan, for that matter, right now, you have right. people doing this stuff. But by and large, it's something that people have found remarkably valuable in terms of their spiritual awakening, in terms of kind of getting to grips with things that are happening in their life, in terms of personal growth. It's not always an easy drug. I mean, people can find themselves kind of hanging on to the earth for dear life. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, there are some people, if you got mental illness, you know, you want to be a little careful with it because it is powerful. But the vast majority of people I know who have done it really swear by its transformative effect in their lives. I've just done it a few times myself and both with very positive experiences. And here were 1,400 people from almost 50 countries gathered in Girona, Spain, the third such Congress in the last five years, everything from traditional shamans from the Amazonia region to modern day shamans to scientists, ethnographers, to lay people, to journalists, to people just interested in this stuff. Um, it's really, I mean, it, you see this. Is everyone doing ayahuasca no, together? No, 1,400 I mean, people from all over the world. No, that I mean, would there was be... one group, like there was a thing, like a women's session where like 78 of the women went off to someplace an hour off site and uh -huh. they had a kind of, but it was a low dose session. So it was okay. kind of more bonding thing. I did not do it there and people were not, I mean, when you do it, you know, you need to take a day to do it and you need a day the next day to kind of reintegrate everything. We're going on the road. I want to take this show to that <laughs> conference next year. So maybe you can get us in oh, and we will, we will take people deep inside, but that sounds you have had an amazing life journey the last gifts i have for you each week i pick a a specific please open it if you okay. would i'll hold your mic and it is a 
every week I select a, a specific beverage for our guest. It's in our traditional New York uh, liquor store, most liquor stores, silver container. It's really difficult to open. But I try to pick a bottle that oh. that speaks to the guest each week. Oh, oh, this is great. Oh, Stranahan's whiskey. This is fantastic. Now, it's you an know, American whiskey. Now, I want you to know yeah. why I picked that whiskey. Yeah. Where is it from? I don't know my glasses, but it it's says Colorado. Colorado. Was Colorado the first state? Colorado and Washington were the first two states to legalize weed in 2012. And the truth is... The, the future of the marijuana industry that I would like to envision, although I'm sad to say it's not going to be, I would have loved for the microbrewery model to become the model for marijuana legalization in America. In the final analysis, there's no stopping big alcohol, tobacco, pharmaceutical, and consumer goods from taking it over. But in the same way that we now see the microbrewery share of both microbreweries, but also the distilleries, micro distilleries, playing a ever still small but ever growing role in American industry and job creation, I would like to see the marijuana industry move more and more in this direction. As it goes from illegal to legal, I hope we cannot become big marijuana. I hope we can become like the small batch, small brew, microbrewery model. That would be my vision. Next up, the great Samantha B. from episode 29. Sam's the host of Full Frontal on TBS and was a star on The Daily Show for over a decade. And I have a final thanks to you. Uh, we do a giving of the gifts, which <gasps> is a do? ceremonial part I of the show. Yes. I didn't bring a gift. I just you don't brought have an to. old you're the, apple. You're, you're the guest. So we have oh my three God, things thank you. for you um, in this we were, our bags are getting fancier. We didn't even Should I, to, do I open please it? Please open it. Yes. Okay. And I can even hold your my, mic if you I'll want. I'll put this here. So there's three things. Oh God. So this is great. Uh, some merch nice. and it says angry oh on the front. God. So you can use that. I and it's American it. made by veterans. Love it. And, uh, oh my God, and we got you blue. Thank and then you. this is a, a different part of the show. And okay. I'll ask you to pick your mic up so folks can hear you. Okay. So every guest since we yep. started the show, I mm-hmm. think we're on, episode 29 uh, has been asked to choose between three colors of peeps. Okay. I know what my choice is. Blue or yellow. Sam B, which would you choose and why? I would choose yellow because that's the color of actual chicks. Hmm. And I would want to eat an actual chick. Hmm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just feels more natural. That's, that's like, it. yeah, they're like organic, right? Because they're, they're actual, the it's just a, a box of chicks. They're the natural. Well, yep. there's a thing about blue being like an unnatural color. You shouldn't eat blue in nature because it's okay. poison. Oh, and Sarah sense. Jessica Parker called uh, the yellow peeps, the OG of peeps. I agree. Right? I agree with that. Yeah. That's a, that's solid. That's a consensus. Now. Okay. okay. And then lastly, we pick a, a, uh, an, an American based. <gasps> something you. for you each oh my God, each guest right. gets a bottle of something different so this is fort hamilton whiskey that's awesome it's uh it's a new whiskey that's made in honor of fort hamilton oh my gosh and, which is named after hamilton and yes. i think you have been a truth teller and fort hamilton is also um like a bulk ward it's a fort it mm-hmm. was designed to guard mm-hmm. new york city and i really feel like your work has been <gasps> a guardian of our democracy this is and wonderful. i say that with that's not a joke the work you're doing and the work you've done throughout your career, and especially in the last couple of years, is so important as a protector of our democracy. Can I do my work drunk? Yes. Thank you. I assumed you had been doing that all along. <laughs> we have to be. Thank you so much. But this you, was you are such an a incredible pleasure. patriot, and we're so, I'm so grateful you spent so much time with us. I'm just grateful for your work. Oh, my God. And we're I'm... all looking forward to the app and seeing Thank if Andrew you. Yang Well, you're going to have to come on the show. You're going to have to come on this show. Anytime. Again. I will right. drink and eat peeps. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Samantha B. Live Thank from the you. Classic Car Club here in New York. Thank you. Here's a great solo at O'Brien from episode 16, who you might know from Twitter or BET, CNN, or HBO's Real Sports. As is tradition in this show, we have gifts for you. Oh, I love this. And More fireball. There is, uh, there's three different categories of the gifts. And I'm, we're on audio. So first of all, you asked if Yay, you could have a shirt. Angry shirt. You Thank do have you. an angry American shirt. Love it. Um, they're American made by the veterans at Oscar Mike. I love it. And then this has been a tradition so far in the show. The peeps. But if you had to choose Soledad O'Brien. Peeps. We started this because it was around Easter. Yes. And I, want, I think it's a bit of an insight into who you are. But if you had a choice between pink, blue, and yellow, which color of peeps would you choose and why? It's not a yes or no question. Who knew they were always gluten-free and fat-free and yellow? Yellow is your choice? Because chicks are yellow. 
Because people, I think it's weird that people would pick blue ever. Like, who would eat a blue chick? That's weird. I I love that answer. So Sarah Jessica Parker was on a previous episode and called Yellow Peeps the OG of Peeps. Oh right, exactly. Like the original right. yes, Peeps, she, and she would be right. And she was right. Okay, so no question. And then we have also tradition. We have two bottles for you. <laughs> The first one is I small. I recognize this one. The, the first one, I'll help you open it if that, if that makes it a little easier. This is for us. So the little one is just building on your, your favorite here. Oh, the little one is, is a fire, oh, more fireball for the road. I'm going right? to have so much of this in my handbag that if people are going to think well, I'm crazy, I, I love I it. I appreciate the boldness of it. You've been bringing the fire on Twitter. You've been bringing the fire to America. And... I speak. I pick a whiskey each. And then you're like, and actually, grown up people drink this stuff yes. and not Fireball. And then I pick an American, bro. an American made whiskey. I love it. And I go to the liquor store, try to find find one that speaks to me. And this one is called Redemption. Oh, I love it. And I feel like we are all looking for some redemption. Yes. And we continue Thank to look you. for inspiration and leadership. You. And you have provided that. Thank you. And I Especially, love carrying lots of alcohol around with me. Well, it's we can fun. help you carry it, but I also want to thank you for the example you've set. Especially for so many people oh, who are looking end for soon, voices. Right? And now I'm in my egg chair. It's going to end the interview or the country? Uh, the country's not going to end. I have tremendous faith in our country. Um, we used to hang people. Think of all the people that people used to hang, and then they take pictures of it and turn them into postcards. Like that's pretty disgusting. So I feel like yeah. we've got a long way to get there. Um, but it's got it like the chaos. I hope ends, and I wish the media would take, do its part in ending the chaos, as opposed to using chaos to sell newspapers and shitty cable shows if you were going to make a final prediction is trump get reelected or not too early to say listen i think that's a trump answer so yes or no <laughs> yes or no so I know, right? will trump um, get reelected? elected uh, uh, truly I, I agree with you too early to say is always a cop out but we really are early on and a lot of it's going to be who's running who's i don't know who's he running against and um and what happens in the country i think it's disturbing the 30 percent of the people 40 percent of the country really supports someone who's overtly a very terrible racist person but you know that is and probably has always been that way right i mean i think mm-hmm. we've just given license to things that used to be like inside voice don't say that out loud have mm. just come out or maybe the it's public. a cleansing maybe it's a giant teachable moment and we need to rip it off and put it out in the open so that we can show people what it looks like and call it what it is and i've always found that obama you know, as an independent, I used to wake up and look at Obama and say, this is a person that my children can look to for inspiration, for an example. And Trump is the anti-example. He's right. the kid in the classroom. You say, don't be like Johnny. I do, but I don't even don't think about like Trump. Trump. I think about all the elected officials. And as many of them who, we can say, don't be like say now. say nothing. You know, right? It's the it's the Paul Ryans, right? Paul Ryan Or Lindsey Graham right now, is, well, who is Graham even is an enabler at this point, right? Crazy. But Paul Ryan is like, to me, is a face of, a, of cowardice. When you know better, you write and do interviews talking about how you know better. You're quoted saying you know better. And yet when push comes to shove, when the moment to stand presents itself, you decide, I can't do it. Like, that's just American cowardice to me. I did that, which is why, again, back to military. Like, to me, it, I know nothing about the military and I've never served. But I always feel like that's the thing that, that people talk about, right? That moment when your, your brothers rush in, so you rush in. Because that's what this is fucking about having each other's back, right? I mean, that's what people describe. And, and I feel like, wow, this is the opposite of that. This is just messy, scared people, scared for just their careers, right? Not scared for life and death, not scared because someone's holding their family at gunpoint. They're just scared because maybe they won't get elected to the Senate again. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Well, I think you've given people a lot to think about. You've been a source of inspiration, especially as a role model for so many people coming up in the media. And even for me, as someone who's going from the world of activism into the world of media, which is daunting as hell. It feels crazier than leaving the military, going into the civilian world. But you've been incredibly important and inspiring. Um, and I'm grateful for that. Thank you And for I'm incredibly me. grateful for I your... like that it's 90 degrees in here. I it's... feel like you should charge people for a spa. Most I feel like I got complain. like a sauna. But no, you told like me you were, you, were, you were excited about In it. In the middle, I started getting a little schwitzy, but I actually, I feel like my skin is very soft now. Mine is too. Right? I think, yeah. Right, it's yes, all good. Yes. It's well, all folks good. can watch the video <laughs> online. Soledad O'Brien, can follow her on Twitter. Uh, she is an inspiring, important, and I think iconic American who's making a positive impact every day. Thank you so much it's for my joining pleasure. us. pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And finally, from episode eight, legendary Top Chef host, 
and activist Tom Calicchio. If dogs go to heaven, they end up at your place in the North Fork eating <laughs> your chicken soup, man. Yeah, but she's... All right, well, you, she's, you've been given the, yeah. the dog a gift, an America gift, and I, as, as tradition is on this show, I have some gifts for you. Oh, so um, I'm going to hand you, this is a camouflage bag. It's Memorial Day weekend, so I'm sticking with the theme here. But um, there's a couple things in here, some of which I give every guest, well, pretty much all of which I give every guest. So... The first thing you've got is some new Angry American swag. Oh, I love that. For you and for, and for your wife and for the awesome. boys. Look at that. It's Made in America by Oscar cool. Mike, veteran-owned small business. You can oh, cool. get it online at, at angryamericans.us. You wear it when you're fishing. I think this, we had Matt on you know, last episode, the two of you and a fishing I listen thing. To it. There's some magic here. We could get you two out fishing together. I, I, I fish. I fly fish. I tie my own flies. And I... I um, you for, could have a lot of side hustles for, man. for got, a short time. Of, for short time, dog food, yeah, all kinds of stuff. For, for two years, I was a correspondent for MSNBC until the Trump presidency, and they were I like, remember. "What do we need a guy doing food policy for? Get out of here!" Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I would love to to go out fishing with Rachel. I'm, right. I'm a huge fan. I actually listened to that podcast. I have one question for you. Can I yeah. can I do a question? Sure. Um, you serve the country. You're doing a, a ton of work now with the vets right now. When are you running? I'm running for my life, man. No, 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 no. No, Seriously. I mean it. Seriously, I mean it. I talked to, you know, uh, I think I talked to Sarah Jessica Parker about this. You know, like, I, you know, I think, number one, uh, I'm an independent. And that's part of what this show is about, okay. is that I'm unaffiliated, I'm an independent. And unless you're, hold on, don't jump ahead to the gifts yet. You, guys, <laughs> you know, you, so the, uh, the, the challenge really is like, there's not a, if you want to serve, which I, I always want to serve and I want to try to find a way to make an impact. But as an independent, especially in a place like New York, like unless you're Michael Bloomberg and a billionaire, there's really no way. And I think that's part of why the system is broken. Like many people have said the political system is broken. If you are an independent, if tomorrow I ran in New York, okay, where the, the democratic machine is so strong and so heavy, it wouldn't happen. But beyond that for me, Tom, like the no shit is that I want to find the way I can make the most impact. And I think media is that place right, right. now. Got I look it. at people like Rachel. I look at, look at how powerful Hannity is, right? right? I mean, they're able to drive policy today. We had a really great conversation on an issue that I don't think a lot of folks heard about. And maybe my audience didn't know enough about. So for me, honestly, that, that's where I want to be. Um, and I've also, I raised money in a nonprofit for 15 years. Right. And that shit sucks. Uh, I do I, not yeah, want to be raising money. That's one of the reasons right? I won't run. That's, yeah. That's one of the reasons, I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's a that. terrible part of it. Yeah. Like people don't know behind the curtain that my friends that I know that are in Congress, you don't read, you don't have a life. You're just, you're time. constantly dialing for dollars. So maybe if you and I start a fly fishing company or a dog food company and I become a billionaire <laughs> and after you run for governor of New Jersey. Now, the next thing I have for you, we're going back to the gifts, right? Now this is a, this is, this is a risky one to go with Tom Calicchio. Okay. So all season, I'll hold the mic for you. I'll hold the mic for you because this is audio. So this is a camo bag. This is a camo inside the bag. Now all season long, I've asked all my guests uh, to choose, make a very tough choice again. Now this is probably sacrilege for you. Uh, this is great. But so, we've, so, got, we've so got peeps. These are peeps. We've got blue, Th these are peeps. Yellow, pink and yellow and pink. Yeah. And I ask each guest to tell me which one they, they would choose and why. Okay, here's the deal. Blue is my favorite color. Uh, pink, for a lot of reasons, are, are really cool, especially because of, of, of breast cancer awareness. It's the color pink. Awesome. But peeps, yellow's the original. And you got to go with the original. Come on, you can't... You, I'm I, telling you, man. Peeps Sarah are, Jessica are, Parker are in, in a previous episode called them the OG of peeps. Yeah, this, exactly. It's the OG of peeps. Chickens, like little chicks are yellow. They're not blue and pink. Do they, I mean, yeah, in cool. your expert palate, is there is there a taste differential between the three? Absolutely not. I haven't had one of these in about 20, 20 years. <laughs> All right. Well, they'll, they'll uh, they'll my, my kids will love these. My wife will hate me for giving them to the kids. Okay. But the kids will get these. And the last thing I have for you, Tom, is each week... Uh, I try to pick a... Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you what this is before I open it up. Okay, go ahead. Because it's, it's either one of two things, but I actually think this is Rodham Rye. You got to open it and find out. <laughs> you got to open it and find out. Well, so, let, me, just, let me just say, it, it's, it's wrapped in, in, in silver, right? so I can't see what it is. I know it's liquid. It's, it's, it's kind of feeling like it's alcohol, um, and I happen to know... I'm going to pick up your mic so that you can open it. This is audio, and you can hear... This is the sound of Tom Calicchio opening... A bottle. Now, regular listeners, you know it's... Oh, no, Jefferson. Oh, cool. Awesome. So each week I pick a, an American whiskey of some kind that uh, I go to the liquor store and I, and I try to be inspired by what I see. Now, this one was kind of easy. 
because it's Jefferson and yeah, this is this is what it says. This is awesome. So it's 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 the chef's collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Let me see who I didn't plan. I walked in a liquor store and there's there's a bourbon called a chef's collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, So this is I kind of had to get that one for you, right? Yeah. So I I can't see. I don't know the other signature, but this is definitely Edward Lee, who's a a, a great uh, Korean American chef who's in Louisville. Um, now he's in DC yeah. actually. And so he is one of the collaborators on this. And I knew, I knew he was doing this project and I, I hate to say, I, I, I don't know who the other chef is on this. I can't tell. Well, it's, it's from Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And, uh, I thought that you could enjoy it on your boat this weekend or when you're fishing or maybe slip it to your dog. Yeah. When- I don't, I don't drink when I'm out fishing, but, um, I will drink afterwards. Um, I'm also, I, 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 I love bourbon. Um, and this is, this is a fantastic one. And, uh, I just spent, you know, last season at Top Chef, we were in, in Kentucky. We spent, uh, I spent about six weeks in, in Kentucky and, uh, awesome place. Uh, Louisville was, it was really eye opening because it was much more progressive than I thought Louisville it was going to be. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, but, um, awesome bourbon. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of great bourbon out there right now. So, uh, well, awesome. This is great. I appreciate your uh, your passion. Yeah. I, I didn't know, man. That was I'm rolling the dice here. Like to hand you anything that goes into your body, and you know that's a risky. You know, you, you could have fried me on this one, but I did okay on the peeps. No, this is awesome. So, okay so on the bourbon. I'm looking at the side here. Ed, Ed Lee is the chef, and okay. then uh, Trey Zoller. I couldn't I couldn't tell the singer. Trey Zoller is the master uh, distiller over there. Um, what I love about this on, on the side it says ridiculously small batch. Yeah, I have a restaurant that we just opened up called Small Batch, so this is pretty cool. I didn't plan that. <laughs> I didn't plan that, but I'll take the coincidence. Um, I will I will drink this and think of you this weekend. Well, and I, we will think of you. You've given us a lot to think about in this show. I really want to thank you man for breaking it down with me for joining us on angry americans and for your voice like you're you're out there doing a lot that's helping a lot of people and um especially around the summertime as we think about memorial day we think about the summer coming up and and think about this important time in american history you know you're you're a person who's defined what it means to be american in some way and i think you're going to define the future so i'm really grateful and thankful that you join me on the show thanks and and i I think just a good point here memorial day while you're out there, you know, eating your, your, and celebrating, which is great, there's, there are 42 million Americans in this country that struggle to put food on the table every single day. And we can fix that. We can end that. It just takes political will, and it takes people to understand the issue and demand that we fix it. And, and the reason you should want to fix it is because it makes us a stronger country. I sat next to a general when I testified years ago in uh, in a committee that I talked about earlier um, for mission readiness. Do you know the organization? And he said, national security, he made an argument for why feeding people and having good nutrition is in best interest of national security. 25% of the recruits that show up aren't fit to fight. Yeah. And so when you think about 42 million Americans that are hungry, you think about children who can't live up to their potential. Those first thousand days especially are so important for brain development. They're not going to be able to contribute to their fullest to this country and what makes this country really great. And that is everybody participating and everybody staying involved. You need good nutrition to do that. And so this isn't about a handout. This is about what's good for the country, making sure that people have nutrition and they're properly fed. That's a good note to end on, my brother. All right, folks, I hope that you enjoyed that. I hope that you enjoyed all of what we brought you in 2019. You can go back and check out those episodes and all our archives anywhere you get your podcasts or at angryamericans.us. And a few big thanks to folks who made this episode happen and made the entire 2019 season happen. Of course, my thanks to Zainab Salbi, Agent Pooh, Samantha B., Chris Cuomo, Soledad O'Brien, Chef Tom Colicchio, and Ethan Nattleman. My thanks to all you guys. You're amazing. And to all the guests who joined us in 2019. Massive thanks to Mighty Mercy Rich, creative Chris Rosenthal, Roy Velchek, the whole outstanding team at Righteous Media. They've powered this show all year long and the platforms and content around it. Always check out our social media and be sure to look for all kinds of cool stuff on Twitter, Instagram, and on our Facebook page. My huge thanks to Bill Schultz, our man of the year for 2019, for working his magic on this episode over the holidays and all year long. You've really been clutch in our MVP for 2019, my friend. I'm grateful for you. Also, I want to thank Kumar and the guys at West Street Wine and Spirits. I've told you all year, I walk into a liquor store and try to find a bottle of whiskey for each guest. Well, it's Kumar and the guys at West Street Wine and Spirits on West Street and Rector in Lower Manhattan who've been hooking me up all year long. My thanks to you guys. 
Also, I want to give a shout out to NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command. If you track Santa on NORAD this year or any time in your life, it was NORAD that made it happen. My thanks to everyone in uniform at NORAD for making that amazing project happen every year. Families, including mine, all around the world salute you. Aim high. And of course, I want to thank you for listening, all of you. The angry Americans everywhere all year long who've been powering this show, growing this show, sharing this show. I want to thank you for being a part of it. A couple quick thank yous. Tom and Michael Ann Keefe, who are up in Massachusetts. I want to thank them. They are amazing activists. Tom is a Vietnam veteran and a longtime friend and mentor of mine. They told me they checked out episode 38 with Jason Alexander, and they said good stuff as usual. Jerry and the Baldwin boys grew up in the town next to him on Long Island. They said they never visited the Jersey Shore when Jones Beach was only 15 minutes away. Hmm. But Tom and Michael Ann, thank you for always listening. And thank you for checking out the episode with Jason Alexander. It's brought everybody a very happy Festivus. If you haven't checked it out, just hang on after this pod ends and that one will come up. That's the beauty of podcast. And it's 100% free and will be ready and waiting for you. Big thanks to Tammy Rogers down in North Carolina. She says she loves God, family, and football. She also runs Sunshine's Boutique and Gifts. She said, yes, this is my favorite podcast. That's what she tweeted at Sunshine71TR. But you are my favorite Sunshine person from North Carolina, Tammy. So my thanks to you for helping us end this year right. And finally, my big thanks to Chad Ryan, my longtime friend, an awesome human being, holding it down in Queens, inspiring many people around him. I know you're finishing the year strong, man. You got big things ahead. And he said to me that the references to Emmett Otter in that podcast episode made him so happy. Also, Jason Alexander is so well-spoken. You are right, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed the Emmett Otter reference. I've watched it three times since I dropped that show, but I'm grateful for Emmett Otter. I'm grateful for Chad Ryan. I'm grateful for all of you. So keep that feedback coming into 2020 and beyond. And we will have a new episode for you next week to kick off 2020 right. So look forward to that. And we got amazing guests coming up in 2020. But keep the feedback coming. Use the hashtag AngryAmericans. Share it far and wide with everybody you know. Check out AngryAmericans.us for extra content and video, including a full video episode with Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And let us know what you think. And finally, as always, thanks to my family, my wife, and my two amazing boys. You are the best presence I could ever ask for. And I am thankful for you for riding with me on this journey, especially in 2019. Your joy, your fun, your curiosity, and your support has been incredible. It was an awesome first Christmas for our little baby river. Most of all, because you're with us, buddy. And he was also with us when we went to Macy's. We actually did the unthinkable. We went into Midtown Manhattan, into Macy's the week before Christmas. Macy's is so special and so hellish all at the same time. For next year, I'm sending you all holiday wishes of fast lines, full flasks, and adequate public bathrooms as you stand online to meet Santa with your kids somewhere in America. That's my wish to all of you in 2020. I've also got a gift to you in advance of next Christmas that I suggest you take action on right now. Buy a clapper. Yes, a clapper. Remember the clapper? Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off, the clapper. The clapper is my life hack gift to you to end 2019. It's simple, it's effective, and it's affordable. Here's what you do. Instead of crawling under the tree every night, all winter long, after you find a place to stick that damn elf, go buy a clapper on Amazon or wherever you like, plug it into the back of your tree, into the wall. And instead of crawling on your hands and knees and trying to find that damn outlet when the baby's crying or when you're too damn tired to breathe, get a clapper. It's an amazing life hack that I'm pretty proud of and I am very, very pleased to share with you. My gift in advance of 2020, the clapper. That's my thanks to you and my thanks to my family, of course. And to end the year and start the new year, my family and I are off to an exotic and strange land. It's a place of unique people, deep history, complex politics. It's the strange, beautiful, and exotic land of Florida. Yep, Florida. 
Uh, uh, yeah, 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 uh, Miami. Uh, uh, South Beach, bringing the heat. Uh, yep, I'm going south. Nope, I'm not going to Mar a Lago, but I won't be that far from it. And that alone might be plenty of reason for people in Florida to be angry. And so I might take the show out into the streets again to hear what people in Florida are thinking and to see what people in Florida are angry about. So if you're in Florida, look for me. I might be out there. So stay tuned for that next episode. Subscribe now if you haven't already, and you'll have it ready waiting for you. And please give me a late Festivus present and a happy new year present and continue to tell your friends to check this podcast out. If you're on an Apple device, please leave the show a quick review. It only takes one minute. Subscribe now and have it hot and fresh and waiting for you next year at zero dark 30 on Thursday mornings. Go back and binge them. If you have some time off, if you're going to be on a plane, if you're going to be on a train or if you're working late, go back and binge those episodes to end your 2019 and bring you into 2020. And keep the feedback coming on social media. I see you. I hear you. I'm with you. And go to angryamericans.us to sign up for our newsletter. We have more live events coming in 2020. And that's where you'll find out about it first. So stay tuned. Subscribe for free and share. And we'll keep this movement growing week by week by week. The NFL playoffs are here. It's going to get interesting. The bowl games are here. And we're going to keep this movement growing week by week. We're going to end 2019 strong and start 2020 off right. And I'm grateful to all of you, my friends. And I hope you take a couple minutes to end this year to recognize what you've got and to recognize that at least in this community, we appreciate you and you've got friends. As Clarence wrote to George inside the cover of his copy of The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. To my big brother George, the richest man in town. Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Atta boy, Clarence. Atta boy, Clarence. Atta boy, America. Or atta girl. And as we end this epic, wild, historic, exhausting, infuriating, and exhilarating 2019, remember, it's okay to be angry. But especially this time of year, no, you're not alone. Because we're all a little angry. And that's because we're paying attention. We've been paying attention all year long. And together, we can turn that vigilant anger into positive impact. And together, we will have an incredible 2020. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again in 2020. Stay vigilant, America. And Happy New Year! Bye.